In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Shotgun, Rudolph waiting, takes the snap. He's back, deep drop, loads up, throws down the middle of the field. It's picked off inside the 50 at the Steeler 49. Schobert got it. Schobert got it, Doug, at the 49-yard line. 9.44 left to go in the third quarter, and the Browns come up with their second pick of the night. Middle linebacker Joe Schobert. Rudolph back in his own end zone. He's looking. He's throwing over the middle. It's picked off. Joe Schobert, 15, 10, 5, down to the par. Joe Schobert, second pick of the night. What a night Joe Schobert has had. Good morning, Jacksonville. That's right. We're in the sunny East Coast. I'm here with Ian Wright, Wright, Wright. And I'm here with Megan Schobert. Miss Cleveland has moved to Jacksonville. Megan, how is the hot weather on the East Coast? That part is fabulous, not going to lie. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's, it's great speaking with you. Last time we spoke, uh, you were in Cleveland, and now you're on the uh, East Coast in the sunshine. How has it been, the move from Cleveland to uh, Jacksonville? It's been relatively smooth, besides the whole world pandemic issue. But um, moving to a new place itself is kind of tricky but when you have to move to a new place meet people try to explore the area but you can't really do any of that that makes it a little bit more challenging but it's been it's been lovely so yeah. can't complain now paul won't understand this but you're born and raised in the midwest obviously cleveland is a very midwest city then you move to the coast yeah how has been the adjustment with the people because i will just tell you as somebody that's been midwest west coast east coast there's different types of people. There are. Um, honestly, we haven't, I haven't really gone out and <laughs> met people. <laughs> Not to put myself really lame, but uh, yeah, we've been quarantining quite a bit. So I can't really, ju- I can't really make a whole judgment about the people here. They're really nice though. The people we've met so far, so nice. Um, I don't know if they're Midwest and might nice, but very nice. Well, it's, it, I'll give a little story um, okay. on <laughs> Megan and Joe. So when Megan and Joe have welcomed their new, uh, their first child into the world recently and, you know, they had put online and, you know, Browns fans, I don't know if you knew about this, but Cleveland fans are like very giving Midwestern people. So we actually had a pitcher for the Indians a number of years ago, come out in a playoff game, pitched really well. Cleveland fans got a hold of their wedding registry or their baby registry and bought like every single thing. And these, this is a random pitcher. He came up through like the triple A and it was like, wow. You made the mistake of letting Browns fans and Clevelanders find a registry for you and Joe. And just to give you a little story about Megan and Joe and how you know they're just good Midwest people. So Paul and I put together a little gift package, sent it over, you know, care of the Showbirds. Now, to be fair, Megan, when you send something like that, there's not an expectation on our standpoint that, you know, we'll get some sort of a, a thank you. You got a ton of things coming in. But you actually hand wrote a thank you card and you and Joe both signed it. But the fact that you took the time out of your day to hand write thank you cards 
was absolutely incredible. You will forever, I will never forget that. I know I told Paul, the first thing I texted Paul, I was like, Paul, they actually sent a handwritten thank you card back. It was was the least I could do. Like they bought up everything on our registry and I was blown away. And I was like, well, I don't know how, I can't like repay all these people. So I thought that that's was the very, Midwest very in you. little little least I could do and it took me like four days straight. I was gonna say because so I just I got married last weekend so we have our thank you cards oh, coming up and I'm sitting there yeah. thank you and I'm dreading this because I'm like oh my gosh we have it so many thank you cards because during a pandemic not everyone came but people are like oh just send a gift it's so easy and I'm looking at this list and I'm like I'm gonna get writer's cramp like I'm gonna get carpal tunnel from this so but yeah no I just want to say thank you personally for that like the fact that you guys took the time to do that just shows like incredible you know how you guys are and just thank you from everybody you know obviously joe's playing against this this week but you guys will always have a special place in the browns fans there's in our hearts so thank yeah. you for that well well ian i'm gonna stamp on your fire mate in england you handwrite every thank you letter so it is just common it's just common if you get a present handwrite something yeah. away it goes as you know americans are a bit lazy yeah mate did you use padded hopefully you use padded envelopes for your um um thank you letters by the way Padded. yeah okay i'm gonna bring some over for you some fancy stuff from england fancy oh. padded envelopes fancy for the thank you notes you know. clearly paul's rubbing elbows with the queen so yeah you know. that sounds so fancy <laughs> it's got gold leaf trim on it it has, so. it has. But, um, <laughs> anyway we are a cleveland browns podcast Big game on the weekend. Everyone loves you in Cleveland. I've got to ask the toughest question of the podcast. Who do you want to win, Megan? I mean, Duval Strong, right? (laughs) When you say that. (laughs) Okay, good. So you get our second win of the season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I've got to say, Joe was super happy with his first win. um, The first win of the of his career one week one of the season yeah yeah no that was the first his first time winning his first game of the year so that was nice <laughs> we're still waiting yeah and uh megan seriously um how do you how has it been leaving cleveland what are you missing you know you were definitely a fan's favorite uh especially on twitter you spoke from your heart we all loved you respected you you know anyone gives joe a bit of abuse you're not scared to tweet back but what are you missing most from Cleveland? Um, definitely the people. Like I miss the friends that we made and friends that we still have on the team, especially our teammates and our friendships. That um, and then also like the people I met outside of that through fans, through my job, through community service things. All that kind of stuff is very, very much missed. But. It's fun rooting for them, and we're still rooting for y'all too. Not this weekend, but <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> I mean, yeah. it's hard to, you know, Joe and I put mostly Joe put <laughs> four years of really, really hard work into trying to turn it around and to to watch <laughs> everyone reap the benefits. Obviously, hurts just a little bit, but that's why we're here too. We're gonna hopefully turn this team around, and then maybe when we leave, <laughs> and that's have a the, nice winning season. <laughs> I think I think a lot of times fans overlook that part because if you remember right, and Paul, I don't I don't remember how obviously on the podcast. So when Joe comes to Cleveland in 2016, obviously you're talking about the Sashi uh, Hugh years. Yeah. You know they started him outside at one position where he played at Wisconsin. Now did you go to Wisconsin as well? Is that how you guys met? Or what's uh, tell us how did you two meet? We met in high school, so we're high school sweethearts, and then we both went to Wisconsin. 
Okay. So we'll get into what you do and your job and all that fun stuff. But so you go to Wisconsin where he was a, mainly a pass rusher, comes on late in his career, ends up going fourth round of the Browns. Yeah. Then the Browns kind of put him through this body change thing where they're like gain weight, lose weight. And he switched all these positions until they finally moved him inside. So being, let's be honest. I mean, he may be the leader of a defense, but you're leading the household. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> so the one thing about a lot of professional athletes, Paul, without their better halves, they are some of the least functioning human beings alive. Like I know a lot of guys without their wives, they would fail. They would cease to exist. They probably wouldn't even get to practice on time. So there's no doubt that you're running that household. How is something <laughs> well, like that? Credit, sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's not even, it's not even a debatable thing. Um, watching, you know, you come to the, you, you reach the dream, you get to the NFL, all this stuff, but yet you're the one that's kind of back home managing a person that's got to change weights and change positions and the team's constantly losing. Like how, how do you guys do that? Like how does the players wives coalition, so to say, how do you guys get through that stuff? Um, just a lot of communication and quality time together. I think just making sure that we spend a lot of time on our relationship where we don't talk about football and work and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's not hard for us, I guess. It's just, just kind of we're like we're doing life and it just so happens to be he plays a professional sport that might go through, I don't know, hardships, but um, I don't know. He's soon fine. <laughs> so, Really at Wisconsin, you were saying your job here in Cleveland. What is, tell us a little bit about you. It's like, obviously we know Joe and all that stuff, but more importantly, what is it, what is it you do? Like, what are you, what are the things that interest you? What are your kind of passions, you know, fill everybody in. Um, so when I first moved to Cleveland, I, well, I graduated with an elementary education degree, a special education degree. So I was going to be a teacher, but then Joe's like, how about you don't be a teacher so that when the off season comes, we can go travel like crazy and like use our, you know, our, our free time. So instead I found a studio across the street from where we had an apartment that, a dance studio. And so it's for kids and I applied and I got an interview and I got the job. And from there I kept teaching like 16 to 20 classes a week um, for four years in Cleveland. So our, our schedules really misaligned because he would be gone all day and then I'd be gone all night, but it worked because of the off season, so. Now, is this like ballet, jazz? Like yeah, what type of ballet, dance? jazz, tap, hip hop. Okay. Stuff. So, because at Ohio, at Ohio State, which was my alumni, so mm -hmm. um, I was friends with a lot of dance majors. So I ended up taking like the dance history you classes that, and all that yep. other stuff. <laughs> so you probably have the ugliest feet known to man, just because yeah, every person that's a dancer <laughs> and sinful. And you feet. can't insult our guests with their feet, okay? Every dancer is <laughs> just a, used it's to it. It's a straight no. It's an English rule. You can't insult our guests. <laughs> We got flexibility though. Joe's jealous of that. <laughs> he can't even do like a butterfly sit or crisscross applesauce. He can't do that. I don't know. If I can't even touch my toes. That, but okay. <laughs> you and Joe really liked uh, Cleveland uh, in the aspect of going out into the countryside, enjoying it. H have you had the opportunity to see Jacksonville yet or not really because of the COVID? Um, yeah, we've done some beaches and things like that. Um, that's kind of the, the majority of what we've what we've explored and There's do you generally prefer the heat or do you miss the uh the raw countryside of up north of america i haven't missed it yet but it's still 
quite early. It's weird. I just put up the Christmas tree and it's still 80 degrees and sunny. Listening to Christmas music doesn't sound right here, but I can't, I, I mean, I love being out. I love the outdoors and being outside and being able to go for walks without covering my face. And being <laughs> well, at I, I, football I can game, tell you, we'll we had our first snowfall in Chicago today. So oh, I woke okay. up this morning and we had the nice white dust. <laughs> Will so, it snow well, in Jacksonville or not? I don't, I think it snowed like once in the history of Jacksonville because I remember a couple it was was like an event going on in Atlanta so Jacksonville's not that far in terms of like it's at the north part of Florida very north Um, so it so it doesn't get like Miami hot but it it can get cool so to say but yeah I think there was one period where they had a little bit of snow there yeah but so I'm sure most importantly you're just upset you haven't been able to go to the pool party at the Jaguars game I mean that's yeah well I haven't gone to a game yet even um they're not letting they're not letting you guys in at all. They are. They are. Haven't. There's actually quite a bit of fans, which is why I don't feel comfortable with the baby just going. So I've so. just been watching them from home and that's what I'll be doing this weekend too. But they, it's well, here's, here's the question on what I'll call the players wives coalition. So we're going to go back to the Cleveland days. Cause you know, obviously these are a lot of the players. So it's Saturday night. It's week eight of say 2018. And you're like, you know what? This is pre baby. You want to go out. I don't know if you're a beer or a wine girl. What I was like, what day was week eight? I was like, who are you? I just, I just arbitrary <laughs> picking it up. And you're like, you know what? I, I want to go out. I want to have a good time. I want to have a drink. Who's on the group chat from the players, wives, or girlfriends coalition that you're like, you send the text, you're going to have drinks with? Um. Okay. Well, <laughs> the wives changed drastically every year when we were there so we had so the players yeah so i'd have to i'd have to really think about what year that was um oh. but well, just take I a would, highlight of the four years like Whoever last the- year um i would hang out with um um anna treader she's awesome jc treaders just had a baby as well right she's yeah just about to oh about to okay. yeah Jeez, Paul, you're breaking news here. It could be, yeah, it could be any minute. I think, I think. Don't take me up on that. Um, what else? Um, Emily Mayfield, she's awesome. Um, Estrella, Jarvis Landry's, uh, significant other. Who else? So, who's the big party animal? Because Emily kind of looks a little reserved. Obviously, she's doing the media thing now, where you see her all over progressive. Yeah. And I've seen her walking through the stadium a few times. I just can't see her being like the alpha in that group. <laughs> she's so sweet um who would be the party animal in that group? like there's somebody that's grabbing the bottle of wine and just taking it to the face it has to happen I, I don't know you'd have to go and ask them i'm not sure i feel like all of us were pretty reserved and down-to-earth girls and that's why kind of we all really got along and we would have bible studies and um community service projects and things like that together and we didn't we didn't really go out. i'll translate that basically it was megan yeah i was the life of the party there we go (laughs) see that's the midwestern and the odd part is is and i can imagine with the wives it's similar to the locker room is you get these personalities you get you know the joe Schoberts, the joe thomases and then you mix in like baker's the guy from the south and then you get mac who's from alabama and then you get a west coast guy you get an east coast you get cool about this you get this dichotomy, but yeah, I could see you as being like the Midwesterner. We're going to go play, you know, hammer schlagen and drink beers. Whereas the West coast girls are like, Oh, I want to go drink a martini at like a nightclub. And it's like, <laughs> you just got this melting pot of personalities. You do. You meet a whole kind of like so many different kinds of people. It's that's really cool though. I like it. 
I'm talking about Cleveland. What restaurant do you miss most or place to go out in Cleveland? Um, I miss just like going to the flats in the summer and walking around. Um, well, now that you left, were you east side or west side? We were south. We like were, Strongsville? Yeah, we were, we were actually down in Brunswick the first two years. Um, that's where they kind of had, yeah, they had like apartments and that first two years we had the best street of like Carl Nassib lived on their street, Tyrone oh, Holmes. God, Hope, hopefully you didn't um, let him touch her bank. Mario accounts. Davis. Like we had a <laughs> bunch of, a bunch of rookies and young people on our street. So that was so fun. Cause we would like run up and down in the street and like prank people and like run back to our house and hide. And it was just so I'm fun. Sorry. The thought of watching Carl Nassib do knock, knock, zoom, zoom is just going oh, through he, my he's mind. He's the one that we would scare. We would, he, he's a big scare. You scare him. He'll scream like a little girl. It was so funny. Oh, uh, and then, know, and then all this hard knock stuff's making sense now. <laughs> uh, and then two years later, we moved to a house in Strongsville, but we just liked the South. We, we, we like, we liked down there because that's where my dance studios were there. And then Medina even south, further South. So we would, that was just kind of like the in-between of the Cleveland stadium. And then us. Well, South Park mall has a ton of places to eat too. So it's like, you really yeah. have yeah. endless possibilities there. So oh, that's gonna be so weird. All right. I, this is my, this is my hardest question of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. In your entire time in Cleveland, how many words did you hear Nick Chubb say? Because that had been he'd have been two years there. Yeah, personally zero. Um, <laughs> Joe might have heard five. <laughs> I don't know. I love him. He was my he was my favorite. I told Joe all the time he was my favorite player on the Browns, including so, Joe. Ironically enough, when Paul and I were in Cincinnati last year for the last game of the season, we were with his dad. And his dad is kind of this just outgoing construction worker guy, like just an absolute good dude to talk to. But I'm a, I have a propensity for verbosity. I talk a lot and Nick's dad talked like quite a bit. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like your son goes three quarters without saying a word yet. Nick was the one who just absolutely doesn't say anything. Yeah. What, what year is he going to be resigned? See, that's the thing is like, I just want the Browns to, to resign people. Oh like God, this. Jack Duffin and is turning like, over in his grave right now. Like yeah. Lovely people who really work hard and that just didn't oh. happen for us. So, so here's the thing. I'll give you a history lesson. So the Browns have this, always have a player who a lot of people covet like no other. So the Browns fans got Josh Cribbs years ago, a contract. Like if you were a fan favorite and listen, I know Hollywood Higgins is one that um, sticks around and he got his deal. But if you are a presence on social media, or if you're a fan engaging person, like Joe was like Mac, you know, people will covet you and demand. Like, I don't think you understand. There was people that were ready to just blow up the entire franchise. Cause we didn't bring back Joe. And obviously he got generational money to go down to Jacksonville and the Browns at that point couldn't make it work out. But there are fans who are die hard resign our guys. And that is where Nick Chubb is at. Yeah. there. I'm telling you, if you did a survey, who, would you rather try and Chubb? or Baker, it's not going to be as what it's not going to be as walk away as you think. Mm -hmm. Chubb is just loved here in Cleveland. So his position makes it difficult. I, I personally, that from, makes interesting. I think they're going to bring him back. I really do. I just think that he's the type of guy. I think that he's what they want to be. Um, you know, obviously defensively, it's funny because our other co-hosts will talk about how linebackers and running backs are kind of these, you know, 
positional things where certain teams value them more. But I definitely think the Browns will bring back Chubb. Um, he deserves it. I don't think he's going to get like Christian McCaffrey money, but you know, there's always a business side to everything. But you know, I will tell you right now, if they don't just yeah. type in yeah. hashtag Browns Twitter and you'll just watch it go people ablaze. still like I still get tweets all the time at me like we miss you and then my TikToks like people countless brown fans are I love your TikTok I loved your TikTok when you said um I'm not with Joe for his money been with him for since <laughs> a kid yeah like, I think that got nearly like a million views did it it got a lot of views didn't it it did and then I got I guess I did a different one of him like after football games and how sore he is and that one got like 12 million views or something wow yeah <laughs> TikTok. So, are you on tiktok yet you gotta be on TikTok. i'm on tall is i'm not giving my information to the yeah. foreign entities but, <laughs> yeah. but megan the million the million dollar question is when joe retires will yeah. you go back to cleveland <sighs> i see um, if listen there he's got a lot of playing left Listen, the contract with the Jags is not going to be the end of his career here. Listen, we could always use a very solid middle linebacker. Just saying, <laughs> if somebody called, is I'm not saying that obviously the Browns would make this offer or anything, but if the Browns called and made him an offer yeah. at the end of this thing, would you be open to coming back? Because there's certain people that are like, yeah, I'm not going back there. No, we'd go back to Cleveland if they wanted us, but they didn't want See? us. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. We're actually um, gonna our forever home is gonna be in Colorado, so that's gonna be we like Joe loves the mountains and we love being outdoors, and so that's where we're gonna end up. You can ski in Colorado, can't you? You can, you can ski, yeah. snowboard, hike, all kinds of stuff. And uh, Megan, what is your score prediction then for this weekend? Uh, okay. Um, I feel More like importantly, how many interceptions is Joe gonna have? Because our quarterback can't seem to um, – our second – we have a second-string quarterback right now. He, he, I will say this. Four interceptions last week, I feel well, like. Well, to be fair, that was against the Steelers. And I think if you look at it, a lot of quarterbacks throw – so I, I won't kill Jake Luton for that. Um, <laughs> the one thing I will tell you about Jacksonville from an outsider standpoint is – and please pass this message along. That team works their ass off every oh, single yeah. game. I mean, they fight. They're obviously in a position where the team's – in a rebuilding mode, which, you know, unfortunately Joe's familiar with, but yeah, watching, <laughs> watching them fight every single play. I mean, they give teams, I mean, green Bay, it didn't matter. They're just going to go toe to toe with everybody. Yeah. We love and, the teammates too. They're, oh, they're a good group of guys. Yeah. They bind, they bond together. And you know, that's, that's kind of the fighting call. So yeah. I will tell you anybody who thinks that going down the Jacksonville, first of all, the Browns suck going down there. I mean, as Joe, I don't think we've won a game down there in a while. Um, they they're in for a fight because that team will I feel like it'll be low scoring for some reason. So oh, this is the first time the, have you seen the weather the Browns have played in the last three games? No, I haven't. So against the Raiders, it was 45 mile an hour wins oh my against God. the, um, let's see the Texans. I think we were gusts of 50 to 55. And then last week uh, against the, um, the Eagles, it was a torrential downpour for the entire time of the game. So, like, when you look at the stats, you're like, those games. well, we scored seven against the Raiders. We scored, what, well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll 10 against the Texans, and we scored 22 against the Eagles. So, there's, <laughs> yeah, low scoring is, I think, is a, is a good area there. I think 
but this will be the first time we've played in sun allegedly in 80 degrees in over yeah. a month yeah well who do you think joe's most excited to go up against um he's got to have somebody's gonna trash talk well, yeah he's gonna trash talk chubb all the time so it'll be really funny to watch. It'll, I think he, uh, he'll be excited to. He's got to at least come up to the line and give JC Treader. I mean, if, if you and Ann are friends, then just go up there and just start barking at him. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to look for it. Is, yeah. is he a trash talker? Like, I, he's a competitive he's guy. He's a freak. low key trash talker, I think. Um, low- like, he'll, he'll have like a random, real good sly remark. Not that he does it all the time, but if he has a real good kind of comeback, he'll. We'll Are you that. the better trash talker? He's more witty, but you're the better trash talker. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, all right. So question, this is my last question. Yeah. You're watching a game. We'll go to the Steelers game last year. I think Joe had two interceptions in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're watching it from the stands. You see a play like that. What is your reaction when that play? Are you a leave the seat type of person? <laughs> What's the animation level when the, when the, when the, the hubby makes the big play? I, th- I feel like I have a, Instagram picture of when Joe I think this was two this was 2018 when he won he got an interception I think um for the Jets game and that kind of sealed the game sealed it yep Thursday night game I was there actually that so I there's a picture of my Instagram of me like just going like this in the stands like my head down by my knees and covering my head that's what I do for everything (laughs) you're a you're a don't see it type yeah I'm a drop to the floor oh my god I can't watch the end of this sort of like yeah (laughs) see now in the I believe it was the Steelers game he almost had the touchdown if I remember right I think he got tackled inside the five yeah so bad because his teammates never blocked well enough on his returns (laughs) returns so so megan the jaguars come to england every single year yeah we're gonna have to hang out next year hopefully uh, so yeah as long as covid goes away uh you're definitely um gonna fly in definitely oh yeah i love london i can't wait to go back i can see the uh, eiffel tower behind you yep was- where he proposed mm-hmm yeah. And uh, what are you missing most about London? Um, Nando's. You know Nando's. That. Nando's. I'm going I'm to cook a Nando's in dedication for you tonight. How about that? That'd be so lovely. Thank you. I'll, I'll tag you in it on Instagram. But um, <laughs> Megan, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. We look forward to seeing you in London. We look forward to seeing you in Cleveland. I guess you won't be in Cleveland for four years. Is that right, Ian? Yep. No. So with the AFC, depending on where teams finish, there's a chance you can play Jacksonville really any year. It just okay. kind of depends on where we finish. Oh. Unfortunately, one of the reasons that we played them more often than not is because both teams were always last in their division. <laughs> so the fourth place teams always play across the thing. So I'd have to see, I think this year, obviously we played the Colts, the Texans and the Titans. So we played that division. So given that our records wouldn't match up in the standings, it would be uh, another four years before we play them. But chances are, I think Jacksonville, when they, uh, they're, their fight for either Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, um, they will probably be moving up that division pretty quickly. So you could see a Browns Jags game, uh, sooner than in four years. <laughs> yeah. We hope so. Yeah. And I'm absolutely gutted because I've got to wait eight more years now to get into that swimming pool in the stadium. You would thrive in that swimming pool glass side. <laughs> He has his Austin Powers like Union Jack drawers that I'm sure would be a fan favorite down there. I I, I was seriously going to get two Browns 
bikinis for girls and get two uh, glamour girls and get some good social media in that pool. That was going to be my plan, but Ugh. some things never happen, eh? Yeah. Probably yeah. a time. Probably a time. Megan, it's been absolute awesome catching up with you again. Yeah, and uh, yeah, fun. please do keep in contact on social media. The, the Cleveland fans absolutely love you. We want you to come back, but we respect you're on in Jacksonville. Yeah. Everyone's yes. nice. much, much like you cheer for us on the non-game days, honestly, we're always checking the box scores to see how Joe does. And yeah. most importantly, we know that there's no Joe without Megan. So we, we know who the leader of the pack is. <laughs> Let's be honest. High school sweethearts to hear. There's no way he does that without you. So. Oh, that's so nice. All right. Go, Send our best to the little one. Send our best to Joe. And uh, (laughs) good game and injury-free this weekend for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can ask for, especially this year. So we're grateful. Perfect. Thank you again. Thank you.